dun, 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 dun. Uh, we um, so my wife and I we went to. It's kind of like a uh, kind of like a, another kind of birthday weekend for me um, because I had my birthday on Thanksgiving. So happy belated, by the th- way. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. I and think I said happy on on Facebook, but I can't recall. You did. You did. And uh, we went to we went to L.A. and we went to go pick up a cool banner for her shop. By the way, her shop. Oh, is damaged. cool. Yeah. Was it a custom one that you had made? Or? Yeah, yeah. She had oh. a custom artist, and it's it's really cool, kind of throwback to Dungeons and Dragons, and also mm. the the art from like heavy metal and Frank Bakshi. Oh, I mean, oh that... god, yeah, ba- yeah. You said it right, Ralph, Bakshi. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Bakshi. Bakshi. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I say Frank Bakshi, but um, uh, so yeah, it's really kind of this cool, um, huge, great banner. So it's Fucking it's awesome, really badass. Um, so we had to pick that up in L.A. It was deep in L.A. too. It's like uh, it was like an hour and fifteen minutes for us to get there. But <laughs> she's she's like, oh well, while we're here, um, let's go. Let's do you want to do anything? And I was like, yeah, let's go to. Grill them all, which is a, a a heavy metal burger joint here, and uh, let's go there, and then let's go watch a movie because the movie theater like right next door. And I was like, let's see if we can see Thanksgiving while we're while we're here. Cool. Yeah, and you know by the you know we looked at the time, we're like, oh, the next movie starts at one twenty, and we were all across town. It's going to take us like fifty. Well, we weren't all across town, but it was going to take us like twenty minutes to get there. And by the time we get there, we had a little wiggle room of like fifteen minutes to get into the theater, and we get we did we we got there and. We got tickets and we went and saw Thanksgiving this weekend. And that's the best when it's kind of a spur of the moment thing. And mm-hmm. are we recording, by the way? Yeah, we are. We are. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, for hey, sure. everybody. Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> We're cinematic suffering. I'm Jason, and that's Clay. Hi, I'm Clay. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Happy early uh, Yule Yule tide use to miss whatever. Happy urine tide. Uh, if you see, I, I did watch Blood Rage. Have you seen Blood Rage, by the way? I have not. I have not. But it's. I love the title. Yeah, it is a. Uh, it is a. Th- uh, I was about to say a Thursday film. It's a. T- it's a Thanksgiving film. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it, it takes place around Thanksgiving, but it's a totally weird. It, it, in fact, the it they have the title on Prime or in Shutter as Blood Rage, but when the titles come on on the actual movie, it it's different. Yeah, it says slasher. <laughs> <laughs> my, oh it's that's my favorite trope of horror movies and if i were a horror movie director and you never know there's enough life left in us to where maybe that's there in our future you know? yeah but um if i were a horror movie director i would do that intentionally i would like <laughs> have the title be different like we've already made all the posters well well we're changing it because the marketing <laughs> guy says it's a play better and Paraguay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's such odd uh, marketing things that just change the titles to these horror movies that over the years, I, I remember trying to even dissect, I think like James Rolfe, you know, from Cinemasker did yeah. a whole dissection of the, the Dawn of the Dead and then how those translated over into Italy and the world and how they had their own Dawn of the Dead, but it was called Zombie. And I mean, it was just insanity. <laughs> I'm off. I'm off on a tangent, but yeah, Blood Rage is technically called slasher, but on Shutter it's called Blood Rage. But anyways, it's a fun, goofy '80s slasher flick that has a cool little twist to it, um, which is definitely in the spirit of what we're uh, talking about tonight. Which is, uh, and tangents are kind of our thing. So you're either uh, with us or you hate us. <laughs> you're either with us or you're against us. Fool me once, 
Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on that guy. And absolutes are the way of the Sith. Uh. Yes. Uh, so, like I mentioned, we I, I saw Thanksgiving. You saw it like a, like a week before me, I think, or uh, a couple like days. We, yeah. we saw it, um, I believe, like a couple days after it premiered because I was really stoked to see it. I was yeah. um, a huge, and I'm, as we both are, I was a huge fan of the Grindhouse movies. I saw the original uh, Grindhouse movies in the theater. Yeah, the theater was damn near empty with the exception of the people that I had brought with me to see it. And I was just mesmerized. I felt like Quentin Tarantino and and Robert Rodriguez had made a movie just for me. I was I I even (laughs) leaned over to my partner at the time and I said it was very nice of them to make a movie specifically for (laughs) me. Like I've never felt that when that trailer Grindhouse came right. across peeled across the screen and it was all distressed and and they had that that great you know kind of iconic robert rodriguez music i was yeah. like i was sold immediately i was and i was grinning like a fool beginning to end and yeah. in between and and um a lot of great works have come out of of grindhouse from the fake trailers that buffeted both movies uh, yeah uh, Thanksgiving, most recently, before that, Machete. Um, yep, forgot about uh, yeah, that. Hobo with a Shotgun. That was another one that they made that was based off those fake trailers. So um, after all these years, horror fans finally got Thanksgiving the feature. Yeah, and it, it was, it's 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 funny that you know how do you make that into because it was such a killer trailer and like you I saw Grindhouse I saw Grindhouse in the movie theaters and it was a great experience because you know you don't get those you don't get that experience anymore or at least you haven't in a long time where it's a double feature it's it's buffeted by you know great Grindhouse trailers and horror and sci-fi and and it, it really spoke to me too. I, I loved it. I came out yeah. of there just uh, blown away. And yeah, Thanksgiving is the one is the one that really stood out to me as far as the trailers went because it was so it was disgustingly eerie and that that deep voice was just like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, yeah. you know. And it was just like it was very seventies uh, grindy style. So when I heard that there might be a Thanksgiving movie, even back then, it was very exciting. Yeah, and much um, in the same spirit of Grindhouse movies, the trailers are often in some ways more appealing than the feature. <laughs> I, I love the movie, but, uh, yeah. you know, fans uh, fans were immediately critical. It was like, oh, it's too clean. It's too current. It's too contemporary. It doesn't yeah. have film damage and, and cigarette burns in the corner of the film and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you know, I, I I have to admit, I even thought that too. I was like, oh, you know, it's it, it was a, a little too clean looking, um, but I, you know, it, it still captured the imagination of boy, this shit is really weird. It's it's odd, and again, it's that Eli Roth odd timing of the characters speaking to each other, his weird editing choices that yeah that makes it. A very enjoyable film. Uh, like I, like you said, though, I was expecting that grain film effect that those those cigarette burns and, you know, the you know, the, just that grindhouse effect. But even though I didn't get it, it was still very an enjoyable is still a very enjoyable movie. 
I, I, I loved it for the fact that um, there's such an absence of those kind of movies in the theaters right now. I mean, we're, we're coming off the, you know, kind of the tail end of this writer's strike and there's a whole lot of mixed feelings. I have a whole lot of mixed feelings about all of this stuff, you know, yeah. especially, you know, as a creative, I don't work in the film industry, but you know, as a creative, you kind of feel invested in all this stuff. You yeah, know, sure. even even if your paycheck doesn't doesn't <laughs> reflect yeah. creative stuff week to week, you know, so like I, I have some mixed feelings about this. I've, I've got a lot of kind of like I, I grumble about Hollywood and a lot of the ways that a lot of the, the, the contemporary movie critics do, too. So a movie like Thanksgiving kind of represents you know, something special for me because you don't see a lot of movies like that. Like I saw the right. last, not the most recent screen. They seem to bring those screen movies out once a week, by the <laughs> it way. feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't see the most recent one, but I mm -hmm. saw the previous one and I was sitting there in the theater thinking like, did I ever like these movies? You know? Right. And, and um, Thanksgiving feels like the first scream, like the, uh, the first screen movie I really enjoyed. Each one was just a, a, a just a steep, decline from that for yeah me. but um i i liked it it was it was clean it was slick it was kind of like the, the dialogue was real poppy and and kind of um obviously meant to to uh, appeal to a younger audience but i liked that about it you know i thought that thought that it worked i thought that eli roth is kind of proving himself to be kind of a uh you know a, a, a hip enough filmmaker to where he can <laughs> he can kind of uh plug into to to that audience yeah and you know that uh you know i haven't seen i haven't seen the latest scream i haven't seen i don't even remember scream three and and upwards so it but i know i i love the first scream and yeah that's what it kind of reminded me of too in fact i i was telling uh my wife that uh you know in the theater that was just like you know i this has like a very scream like vibe about it you know yeah. if there were some parts that felt a little bit meta but not too over the top where you're you know you know blasted in the face with it or anything but um because i was thinking you know because it's a very it's a very whodunit kind of thing similar yeah. to scream you don't yeah. know who's killing it's it's like the first friday the 13th you don't know who's doing the killing and it oh. it not to interrupt, but should we? Uh, is is this going to be spoilers or non spoilers? I think anybody? we we don't have to do spoilers. I don't think we have to do a breakdown and everything. But um, I, I'm not going to try real hard to not spoil shit. So. <laughs> well, if there's spoilers, I'll put up a a little sign before someone says something on the screen. If you're All listening, right. well, I, I I don't want to make too much editing work for you, but <laughs> just fair warning, folks. I I'm, I can't promise I won't spoil shit. I'm not going to intentionally do it, but I'm right. Not, yeah, because I like it's it, as you get excited about a movie, you want to talk about things that might kind of impact your the big reveal. And this is a, this is a movie where the reveal is important. So I'm just kind of throwing a spoiler warning out there now. Okay, well let's just say it right now. This is going to have spoilers and. Just a uh, listener beware if you haven't seen Thanksgiving just yet. Right. So yeah, didn't mean to interrupt you, bro. Get, get that thrown out of the way there. <laughs> um, let's see what were we talking about. Oh, the so I was talking about the Who Done It kind of thing. Yeah, and I yeah, love, yeah. I love those kind of movies. I love it when they throw the red herrings in there. I love it when love you're it misdirected all this way by all these different characters saying. And I was questioning myself, 
oh, that's the killer, you know, or that's the killer. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. They're making it a little too obvious that that's the killer. Maybe it's this guy or we're here. And then I was thinking, maybe it's a girl. And then I went back to the whole screen thinking of maybe there's uh, two killers killers or a conspiracy (laughs) of killers going on here, which would it wouldn't have upset me. It would have been a pleasant surprise. I mean, I know Scream is kind of like everyone's go to when it comes to conspiracy of killers, you know, collaborating with each other. Um, yeah, and um, and 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 all these little, you know, kind of like you said, these red herrings that they uh, uh, throw up, and um, you know, it, I watched several Eli Roth interviews because I I really like Eli Roth as a as a creator. Um, you know, I've got really good memories of the first time that I saw uh, a Cabin Fever. That was, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it just kind of came along at the right time for me. Uh, right I was there with with people I enjoy going to movies with. And I, I love the movie. My, um, my girl and I both really like horror movies. And it was one of those movies that we got on DVD and we don't watch it obsessively, but there's a certain amount of time goes by and you want to revisit cabin fever, at least we do in our house. And I've, I've really, I've, I've watched all of the, um, you know, kind of the behind the scenes uh, on extras on the DVDs that we've gotten throughout the years of, of um, Cabin Fever. And I just, yeah. I really like Eli Roth as a filmmaker. I think he's very down to earth. He's got such a genuine kind of um, earnest love for the art form. Um, he's friggin' the guy writes some of the funniest shit. Like yeah. I laugh out loud every time I watch Cabin Fever. Uh, Hostile, like, Hostel almost kind of misrepresented itself because that was yeah. a dark, dark, dark comedy. It was like I went in expecting something like, you know, guinea pig or, right, uh, yeah. or um, um, martyrs like, uh, or. Yeah, yeah. What's that other Takashi Miki audition? Audition, like stuff, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that that was obviously inspired. Hell, Takashi Miki was in the movies. And that's a, that's a great point you bring up that about Roth is that uh, people will think of like movies like Hostel. Um, I don't think I don't. They probably don't get that impression from maybe you know Cabin Fever, but especially Hostel and Hostel Part Two, where they think it's this torture porn, and it's it, there is torture, uh, and there's blood, but you know he doesn't show when he see it, it doesn't really reflect any kind of reality it's just kind of like this altered warp reality where yeah. you know it's fake it's obviously fake and people are screaming and having a very bad time but it's <laughs> not it's not something that makes you squirm people thought that about the saw, saw films too like well at least the first saw where they thought oh that's torture porn uh, i'm not gonna watch it but really when you watch the first saw it's very tame compared to uh, yeah. its predecessors and anything that came after it um, so I think Roth gets a, some flack for that for the hostile films. Um, I haven't it's, seen too uh, too much other. It looks like he's done quite a few cool things. I, I have seen Green Inferno, which freaking ruled. Um, that was cool. It was cool. I appreciated that a lot more in hindsight than in the theater. I think that my expectation was unfair when I saw it in the theater. For Inferno? For, in, for Green Inferno, yeah. Um you know, and and that's it's it, it is it's what you lo- it's what I've grown to love about uh, Eli Roth, and um, you know, I, Thanksgiving was a, a wonderful movie. I really enjoyed it. You know, it, it's still it doesn't 
kind of rise to the heights of the first hostel and to um, cabin fever for me for somehow like for me cabin fever is quintessential raw that was kind of yeah. like i think that that was the movie where there was like he had nothing to lose it was just right. like i'm a young uh like ambitious filmmaker like no one's watching i'm just gonna make my <laughs> movie and and it paid off like there was a story i remember um in an interview that eli roth said where the movie was being screened uh and there was a bunch of mu- movie exec- executives in the theater Right. And halfway through the movie, everybody left and he was heartbroken. <laughs> he was like, oh, my God, this sucks. Oh, yeah. Everybody's leaving. They were leaving because they were getting on the phone to say, I want to buy this. I want to buy this. Oh. I want to buy this. It, and like the reason they were leaving is because it was starting a bidding war. They they couldn't even get halfway through the movie wow. before they were like, this is I got to have this. And that and he totally deserves it, man. His 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 shit is that entertaining and yeah I, you know it's like i'm not trying to like you know fan out on the guy but you know it's like if you as a horror fan if you go into an eli roth movie you're probably going to get your tickets worth and then some right and i think um you know i don't quote me on this but i think uh roth has gotten some flack from the horror community um about some of his movies and uh, I think some of that flack is unjustified. It, for me, I didn't really pay that much attention to him, to be honest. Um, I, I did see Cabin Fever when it came out, and uh, I didn't see it in theater, but I did run it on uh, DVD when it came out on DVD. And I was just, I wasn't blown away by it. I was not disturbed by it, even though it's great body horror for sure. But it was just an odd movie. The the weird. Yeah the weird townsfolk and, <laughs> and the the setting was just and even the dialogue was just really weird and i was like this is a funny movie i was laughing but at the same time i was horrified by some of the body horror that was going on so you know i didn't really watch his career as he was progressing you know i i think i i didn't see hostile in the theater i didn't see hostile 2 in the theater i just Probably the next thing I really saw in the theater of his was the Thanksgiving trailer when we when I went to the see oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um it wasn't probably until shit, man. Uh until we really started doing um work together on, on cinematic suffering, because we did that movie Aftershock that he he wasn't a writer in, or he wasn't a writer on as far as I know, but he was an actor in. And yeah. I think he might have been involved like he's involved in a lot more movies than he's than he pens or um, uh, like I, he's a producer a lot. I, he's super like he's super affluent, but he's like it, it's I don't know, know the ins and outs of it, but I think he produces right. a lot. I think he um, I get the feeling that he really pays it forward when it comes to young creators too. He's, I think he's trying to, I think that somebody kind of helped him up and then he's trying to pay that forward in a way. Um, But yeah, Aftershock was, was one of those ones that was surprisingly fun in certain ways. And you could tell, I could at least, I could tell the moments where Eli Roth was like, no, do this, put this in there, put this in the movie and it'll, it'll kind of keep the audience engaged. And that's something that he's, He's good at. Um, there was a lot of mo- moments in Thanksgiving where a lesser director, I was like, well, I'm checking out. And he, keeps <laughs> involved, he keeps you involved in it. You know, I mean, it, it, it keeps the momentum. And I think that his like twisted sense of humor is kind of a, a big catalyst for that. Yeah. And 
uh, with Thanksgiving, it was there were scenes between the characters that were that were funny, and the dialogue was just so odd, and it felt like Roth, <laughs> full on Roth. And then there were some editing choices that were made where you know you know where the the movies we've seen like Veronica, for instance, where kind of yeah. lingers lingers a little bit too long after the dialogue is ended, and uh, on a certain scene, several scenes, and I was just like. And I just started busting out laughing, and Tina's like, "Oh, what, what are you laughing at?" I was like, "It's just these odd pauses that he has before it jumps to the next scene. It just reminds me of movies that Clay and I have sat down and watched." It, yeah, uh, but it like, wasn't a bad. I'm not talking about that in a bad way. It, it totally works for Thanksgiving. Yeah, he's uh, it, he's one of those directors that uh, like kind of understands the mentality of the people that are like us, that are the ones that are. Uh, providing commentary on this because it's got to be tough for somebody like him because it, the fan base is God. I mean, like you know, like the the, fa- the movie fan base in general can be so vicious, and yeah, so, um, just so overly critical that it's 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 got to kind of play into your that's it, it, got to weigh on you as a creator. I mean, like I've never. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like to be like, okay, here's a bunch of money for this this feature that we're giving you. Don't screw this up. It's like, okay, you know. I mean, I'll try now, my best. Now, with a movie like Thanksgiving, I haven't looked at how much it's made. I, I was the theater kind of empty when you saw it. Um. It, yeah, there wasn't a lot of people in the theater. There, you know, yeah. we're. Uh, it was like mostly just a, a, a couples it looked like it was like me and another couple up in the, the 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 higher seats and another couple came in oh that's a that's a story i need to tell you about how what happened <laughs> uh, a bunch of a bunch of kids came in they probably shouldn't have been in there but they came in they sat up at the back and luckily they were too much trouble they didn't make too much noise but um so we had already sit sat there so right now i'm just gonna let you guys know spoilers about to come up um, so if you haven't seen the movie, Spoiler! spoilers, spoilers. Spoiler. So the whole right mart scene at the very beginning where the, everyone's getting trounced and stomped on. And uh, it's just a, a chaotic, awesome opening scene. So it's, good. it's so good and over the top. And it seems like something that it's, it, it harkens to Black Friday and how animalistic people are when it comes to getting something for free or at least cheap that cheaper than they, what, what they usually get um but it's pretty brutal and they, that was like that's pretty much the catalyst for the killer um going on his spree the next year around um but these people came in like 20 minutes into the film so the right march scene had already happened they hadn't <laughs> seen anything and they sat up near the front and it was just uh, yeah this young woman and her and and a, a guy and so i was just kind of sitting there we were sitting there watching and enjoying the film and uh and then they just they get up the girl gets up like abruptly and we're you know tina and i can see from our vantage point and they get she gets up and she there's like two exits they came in from this from the left side but she was <laughs> making a beeline for the the outside exit which was on the right side and he's like he gets up quickly and goes after her and chases her down. And he's like, 
holding her like that and she's shaking her head like you know she can't take it and he escorts her out the the front entrance and we're just looking at each other this girl did not enjoy what was happening on the screen which like, i the, mean like which moment in the movie was it was when, when gina gershon's character gets uh murked no no yeah it this is this is after this so they sh- they didn't even see that part when, when gina gershon got killed um so this is probably when when the stepmom is getting roasted. Uh, oh, she didn't care for that at all. She didn't care for that at all. And she, she <laughs> that was, was like, a fucked up scene. Man. It was a fucked up scene. And like, if you're a pussy. <laughs> well, that was fun. I, I've never seen, I haven't seen anyone in a long time, just get up and walk out of the movie. And that's what they did. And I was like, wow, it's not even that. I mean, it's a fucked up scene, but at the same time, it was like, you know, it's not real. Right. Well, and, 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 uh, yeah, I'm not trying to backpedal or anything, but um, I will say that, like, you know, the the, the things that 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 uh, kind of fuck you off are you can't control that. Like, if if you yeah. have a, a very like, there's something very unpleasant about the idea of being in this claustrophobic environment that's incredibly increasing in heat, like heat, an, yeah. an oven. It's it just like. I think Eli Roth was pretty kind to, to the audience and the fact that it doesn't go on too long. I yeah. thought that the um, that the buried alive scene in in the second Kill Bill was was harder for me to take. That was right. that was that that one um, kind of screwed with me a little bit more than this one. But I, like, I guess my point is is that I don't blame her for being upset. Yeah. By that. <laughs> no, yeah, and I, I really don't either. Um, I, I just, I just wonder what people think when they say when they come in not only twenty minutes late, but twenty minutes late to a horror film from, you know, a pretty famous director that's gets, you know, you know, is known for horror and gore and but you know that's that's no neither here or there that to go back to that scene well, that, though, that scene was late in the movie though i mean that that yeah. scene was like in the third act though. yeah it was in the third act and they just so they were there for the second act and yeah. then maybe a little bit of the last the last or the first part of the third act but yeah that scene i was you know t and me were my wife and i were talking to each other about it afterwards saying that scene had me so uncomfortable because I, I could just imagine what it would be like to be stuck in an oven and then that uh, that that heat just getting turned up and turned up and oh god it was like yeah, yeah. Just getting, like i mean it, it was uh I think that he he like intentionally ended like there's there's so many like I am I'm trying to not fan out on Eli Roth. I mean, it's <laughs> like, you know, because I can't stand that kind of shit like that. The film wasn't perfect, but like there's certain there's so many things that as a horror fan and that I appreciate from him as a creator, like he doesn't like he knows that like if it goes on too long, it's going to be oppressive to the audience. If it doesn't go on long enough and if it's not savage enough, then it's not kind of. It's it, it's not appealing to my fan base. It's yes, not, not impactful to the people to... that. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it was. It was kind of like as soon as you're starting to get kind of cringy about it, it cuts away. And yeah, that's the way I kind of looked at it. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. And that was like a very memorable scene, and of course, it was a savage one. The the that's who gets trussed up like a the Thanksgiving Day turkey, and uh, put on the table for everyone to devour. It, so. Well, and it was it, the the great thing about it was like um, all all the fans of the original trailer they have been hounding him for years, 
like set literally 17 years to make this. I can't believe it's been that long. It that makes right. me feel old to say the, <laughs> the numbers out loud. Um, you know, for like 16, 17 years, they've been bugging him to make this movie. Yeah. And then he did. And it was kind of like the, the the lead up to that was 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 pretty impactful because you get to know the character and she's a she's a shit character. But <laughs> yeah. when Jessica. It, when oh, oh, no, yeah. no, no. The, the stepmom. The stepmom, the yeah, step-mom, like yeah. she's just a, a shitty character. But when that happens, you're still like, oh god, damn, that she didn't deserve that. Like, yeah, it's, uh, um, I, yeah, we're kind of all over the place here, but it's our podcast, so you know. <laughs> well, you know, going back to the spoiler territory, I, I, I just found the the motivations for. Oh, yeah, so the motivations for the killer were like extremely over the top. It's like, wow. It was- this- yeah, this drove like, you to start murdering people a year later. <laughs> well, and the thing is, like when they, when you know, and in typical kind of like slasher horror movies, uh, you know, kind of like style, the the killer tells all the victims why he was uh, or they were, uh, you know, prompted yeah. to, uh, you know, to do this, and you're thinking like, okay. I, I understand your motivation to be angry, but the kind of acts that he carries out in this movie would be the kind of shit that even Jeffrey Dahmer would be like, are you, are you sure? This, this is a little <laughs> Do you want to go this far with it? Yeah. Um, right. Uh, like what, like you, you understand his motivation for revenge, but you start to question like, okay, like, well, why did you kill this character in this savage of a way? Like she didn't do anything. And why did you, uh, uh, stab, uh, like the corn holders into this person's ears? They didn't really do anything. Like there's like, like none of it really makes sense, but yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I was trying to figure that out myself. I mean, to me, it felt like he was, he's disposing of, he started disposing of the characters that you probably didn't like the much that much. But then again, the, the dad wasn't killed and, uh, and he was kind of a dick, but, uh, yeah, it, it was just weird. Some of the motivations it, I mean, but I, I didn't really sit down and think about it too much. Uh, I, I did think there was a conspiracy, of killers because there's the point when in the the thanksgiving parade where some dude just uh is in a turkey costume going hey hey look at me and then smoke uh this the killer throws a bunch of smoke into the crowd so it's everyone's gets confused and he just whacks this guy's head off <laughs> while it's still in the, the the turkey costume um but i swear that and this is a super spoiler what's going to happen right now, guys. Super spoiler. So if you don't know, want to know who the killer is, I'm about to say who it is. Yeah, um, tough shit. If, at this point, tough. This is on you. We yeah. warned you. Okay, so the the sheriff, I thought the sheriff came running up to the kids to tell them to get into the vehicle. And then all of a sudden he gets shot with a, a dart gun that's loaded with, you know, tranquilizer, a tranquilizer dart. Um, yeah. And then I kept thinking, you know, the whole time I was like, oh, well, maybe it is a conspiracy. But I got the but I think that was the deputy who was telling them to get into that vehicle. Right. I, I'm the- having trouble. I'm having trouble recalling. I remember that the sheriff was there. I mean, I'm sure that they they kind of had all that, 
you know, tied up with a because, bow, but it was like, I, I, if you rewatched it, it would kind of make sense. Cause it's, yeah. it's, it, it need to stand up to a rewatch, but, um, so they ask a lot of the audience in that way. Like yeah, the, I, I was just people would have to get in and out of costume <laughs> really quickly for that. To, to That's work. what I was ask, asking is because, uh, the, the killer was dressed up as a clown and he had a, oh, that's a, right. He had a tranquilizer gun with him, and so it was either the deputy or the sheriff that was trying to usher the kids. I, I guess it was the deputy, but for some reason I kept thinking it was the sheriff. And it was a, the deputy or the sheriff gets shot, and I thought it was the sheriff <laughs> who got shot with the deputy with the the tranquilizer gun, and he passes out, and then the killer gets in the vehicle and just tranks all the kids and yeah, and and then when it turned out to be because then I was like. Because up at that point, I was already suspecting the sheriff um, because all these other were already turned out to be kind of red herrings. I felt like they were a little obvious. I was like, no, they're just too obvious. And yeah. then all, at this point, I was expecting. Then when that happened, I was like, well, maybe it's not. And then when the sheriff revealed himself <laughs> at the end, uh, then I was like, well, wait a minute. Who shot the who shot? Who shot the sheriff? As a once yeah. famous singer once said, um, but maybe, like I said, maybe I'm just misremembering who was actually ushering the kids. Maybe it was the new deputy that was there, and he's the one that got shot. It, it was know. a great moment in the movie because the setup was the Thanksgiving Day parade is where we know that the killer is probably going to strike. So let's be prepared. And the killer strikes and they're woefully unprepared, <laughs> you know, and it was, it was this great moment in it. Like, okay, we know he's going to strike. We didn't know that he was going to come with a, a cache of, of military grade <laughs> weapons. And like, where did you get this shit? It was like, yeah, it just, it, it did a good job of, of playing with your expectations, with keeping you entertained and keeping you in the moment. Um, yeah. Another thing I love about this kind of these kind of movies and and this one in particular is it knows that you can't um, uh, like outstay your welcome. It's kind of like somebody with this much personality can't stay at the party too long. You got to come right. in, entertain everybody and go to the next party to allegedly do cocaine because that's <laughs> the kind of manic mentality that these these movies have and yeah. um and it did that like the runtime was nice and lean and it got to the end it, it left a big cliffhanger um yep. you know uh you gotta it, have that cliffhanger you gotta yeah, have it yeah you do and it's like and you gotta have a cliffhanger where the 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 um uh the killer may or may not be horrifically burned to yeah. a crisp that was just uh you know like it was i really enjoyed it it wasn't it was great it didn't um i honestly i was thinking about this analogy today the the, the kind of the way i view thanksgiving is like a brand new uh, a black metal band that doesn't try to reinvent the genre in any way, but gives you everything that you like. Maybe right. gives you a couple cute twists here and there that you're not expecting, but also knows that it needs to give you what you came to black metal to, to hear. Right. And this, 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 this point C there's, um, you know, there's one point that there's one scene that I want to kind of talk about real quick with the cat. I loved everybody. Oh, everybody yes. loves the cat scene. Yes. Yeah. The cat scene was real good. I, I, you know, like I'm not even worried about spoilers at this point, but uh, like Eli Roth has, has said that people love the cat scene and I love the cat scene. And basically, you know, you'll see the movie. You've probably seen it already. The cat scene kind of uh, represents, 
kind of in, encapsulates the director's love for animals, love for horror, and loves yeah. for subverting your expectation for what's going to happen to the cat in a yeah. horror movie. And that, and it was a great scene. No, it was a great scene. I guess if anything, we won't spoil that one. But uh, that, that that just remember that. I remember our, my my wife and I just cheering on that. We're just like, yes, like, yes, <laughs> yes. was so great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the whole lead up to it because the lead up was like the killers in the house and the guy that's about to get killed, who's Tim Dillon, who is a fantastic comedian who I love, yeah. was like, hey boy, where is he? And the cat's like, you know, the cat like points. <laughs> And the killer's behind him. And the killer's behind him. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was amazing. That that was one of the that was one of the funniest things. In fact, yeah, yeah, we were because uh, my wife and I are are prone to especially when they're over the top, just killing and everything that's going on. We laugh out loud. We're not yeah. frightened or scared. We just like laugh and clap, going yes, you know. Yes, and yeah. There's there's some people in the theater that may not like that, may look at us weird when we just like cheer at a cool kill, but. You know that's that's how we are. That, but that was especially really funny. That scene and Tim Dillon's, because uh, he's plays he plays a security guard at the very beginning with Wright Mart, and he was he's, hilarious throughout. He was that. hilarious. He was just like, "Oh, do you? What do you need out there?" He goes, "Give me a fire hose or something." And, and, Give me a fucking fire. <laughs> in that in that horrible Bostonian accent. No offense, Bostonian. Did did Tim is he? Did he play the father of uh, in, in Scary Movie, the first Scary Movie? No, that was. Oh, okay. I know, I know who you're thinking of, but that wasn't him. Okay, okay, I thought it was, but um, yeah, I, and then I, possibly gay fat dude. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, I just remember one. Th- and uh, again, my I bring my wife up because she was howling with laughter when it happened. Was at the very end, the big explosion, and you hear the you hear the killer yell Jessica, <laughs> and she she was howling. She couldn't stop laughing, and we were on a drive back home, and she was just she was just erupt into laughter. She's just like Jessica. Well, I mean, like what what tickled her so much about it? Just the the way the, ex- the, the an explosion. There was a big explosion. You know, at the very end, and you see him, you see the killer just flying forward like this, and th- that's that. And then there's like an ADR of him yelling the victim's name that he wanted to kill, Jessica. And I don't know. She found it to be hilarious. She was in tears, and I was. I, I had to think back to other weird last lines like that. I think it like. Uh, uh, attack of the clones or no 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 um no yeah the no vader's famous <laughs> no and how i just burst out laughing in the theater too and that, um, so maybe that's i think that's where she was coming from but <laughs> amazing well, you know i mean it was a good time you know I, we've been uh kind of you know praising the movie for upwards of 30 minutes so if you haven't seen it, you should. If you have, uh, you know. Yeah. If you if you haven't if you haven't seen it, then you've already heard some of the cooler plot points. But there's still a lot of good stuff we left out. So I mean, the cat scene is one, and plenty other kill, cool kills. I mean, yeah, just a, a an abundance of good kills. Um, you know, some some really funny, snappy dialogue. It's definitely a. Uh, uh, a worthwhile slasher movie. We haven't even got into the to the 
tangential topic of other slasher movies that we love that probably inspired this one. Oh yeah. Yeah. But Thanksgiving is, is not going to be uh, lauded as inventing the reinventing the wheel or anything, but like you said before, it, it's going to give you what you came there for yeah. and that's all you can ask from it. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and this, we can save this for another time, but uh, Eli Roth it, it directed the upcoming Borderlands movie, which I'm curious about. So. Okay, yeah, I was just looking up on his IMDb. There's several I haven't seen uh, that he's directed because I'm looking specifically for movies that he's directed, not that he's been a producer on per se he did or Knock acted Knock, in. which wasn't a horror movie, but which I was insanely entertaining to me. Okay, he, there's not. Like, uh, yeah, like he did, like it, you talked about this weird otherworldly quality, and and I got that out of Knock Knock too. Okay, yeah. and I see Finn. Um, I haven't seen that one. I'm not terribly interested in that one, but I'll I'll watch it if maybe if it, if I can at some point. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious about completist. that. I, yeah, I may go on a uh, a, a uh, Eli Roth completionist directors, just the stuff that he's directed, not anything that he's acted or produced or anything well because really. you'd, you'd spend the rest of your life seeking out <laughs> yeah. everything that his name is on sure but some of these look really interesting so i'm pretty interested in seeing what the what's yeah, going yeah. on he did death wish we both haven't seen that one that's true um yeah he did a we did a hemlock, hemlock. oh we did an episode of a couple of tv series too okay if it was hemlock grove we watched that one that was a good series okay i have to check that out too all right. Well, I guess that's about it for Thanksgiving and just talking in general about Eli Roth. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, uh, more, yeah, it was fun. You it's know, definitely inspired, fun yeah, it's definitely inspired me to check out the rest of those films and the filmography that he has. So I will definitely get started on that. Yeah, death. And um, if you've stuck with us, we appreciate it. Please click the like button if you haven't already. Uh, click the down like button either. I don't care. You know, <laughs> leave a comment. I don't uh, like you either. <laughs> and if you're listening to listening to this on your favorite podcasting platform, please leave us leave us a, a five star review. And yeah, that'd be nice. Thank you. Yeah. Until... Thanks. Thanks in advance for that five star review. Thank you <laughs> right now. Right now, right now, do it. We're not going to go away until you do it. So, um, live, eat, consume. We'll we'll just wait. Just waiting for you to do that. Do that now. Thank you. Waiting. Okay, that's enough time. Hey All guys, right, uh, <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm Clay, and this is Cinematic Suffering. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Peace.